Good morning, quitters. How you doing? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me, comedian Maxim Allen. Today is February 22nd, 2021. Daft Punk broke up today and Bobby Shmurda is out of prison. Big news, big news. Today, I am joined by two awesome guests who have done so much for the comedy scene in the last summer. You may know them as the uh, founders of the Tiny Cupboard, uh, which did, killed it with the outdoor comedy this year. So everyone, please welcome Amy Wong and Matt Rosenblum. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks. having us. Thanks, yeah. Maxim. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. I was like, I like every time I interview a comedian, we always would end up talking about like what happened last mm. summer with like outdoor comedy and stuff so it was like it i i feel like if i have regular listeners they have to know like the key part of how this all comes together <laughs> nice, nice. yeah it's good that we have some sort of notoriety in the comedy scene yeah in like this very small niche of like new york <laughs> underground comedy yeah i mean uh, it's it's hilarious too because you guys aren't comedians and you're like <laughs> they're the most important people right now like <laughs> Like we had Lee and I had a couple people who were like, "You guys are the king and queen of outdoor comedy for our mic," and then we were like, "No, no, 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 no!" <laughs> like we do one mic a week. It's Matt and Amy. They actually do shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because I mean we were never trying to build a comedy club or like we were never really like we never really had like a clear agenda in mind, mm -hmm. but we just gradually grew into doing like going from one show a week to doing like literally 20 shows a week mm -hmm. um and that just came because we got positive feedback from everyone and like more people wanted to work with mm -hmm. us more people wanted to collaborate yeah and every time someone would ask us like do you have room for another show we'd be like oh i don't know about that we're really <laughs> tired we're really exhausted <laughs> but then we'd be like okay fine yeah and then we just kept adding more and more and then we're like okay <laughs> yeah so for people who don't know what is the tiny cupboard what's your do you have an elevator pitch <laughs> <laughs> it's the tiny cupboard i like to think of it as um well okay so we're 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 a venue we're right now we're specifically a comedy club but we we're we're kind of different because we don't really have like we do have a space uh, we do have a few spaces actually mm -hmm. um but we've always approached things like very alternatively in terms of what spaces that we use and and what we find yeah. um we right now have three spaces um not any only one of them are is kind of in use but we started as kind of a uh just shows in a tiny art studio um and it's tiny very yeah, tiny. It's really <laughs> tiny um and that was all very deliberate like we were doing something before that there's a story to the whole thing but basically we were renting out different pop-up venues in new york city yeah but it was like way too expensive for one mm. night yeah it was for a, like two hours one night two hours is like five hundred dollars like, yeah and then that's not even including like all the money that you have to spend on mm -hmm. like talent mm -hmm. and like the actual show and whatever yeah um and we're like this is not sustainable Let's just get the shittiest, cheapest thing we can find that's near, <laughs> that's near our apartment. That's not even a venue, but let's make it a venue. And that's kind of the attitude that people had, like, when the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. It was like, let's find whatever we can find and turn that into a venue. Yeah, but we and, were doing that pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. We, we, had that <laughs> we had that idea before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, because we were already doing that, I think we had an advantage in coming into, like, yeah. the summer. Um, 
but we yeah we were doing shows in in the tiny art studio and it was really like just kind of cute and fun and like mm-hmm. intimate and got good feedback from the comics good feedback from the from the audience. audience yeah um and i think in my like what do we have in mind like we we were like okay this is going well enough i think it was mm-hmm. february 2020 and we were like yeah we were like okay this is starting to like you know gain some traction this is gaining like, traction let's get a real storefront yeah and i think that was january that, that was about january 2020 oh, yeah, that when was we january. got the first yeah. storefront mm-hmm. um yeah so well, was, you guys had the storefront back in we had a different store we had a different, different one. yeah it was like two blocks <laughs> away yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> No, I think it, I think it was well. We did one tester event in December 2020, 2019, um, at at this storefront that's near where the tiny cupboard is, um, because we're like, okay, we've evolved out of this art studio. We're ready to move on. Um, <laughs> and we did one tester event. It went well. Mm-hmm. So then we signed a like a trial lease, three month yeah. lease from yeah. February through March or April or something, um, to like. To make that our permanent spot, right, 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 and uh, it wasn't there. It wasn't supposed to be comedy only. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was gonna be like random things, like yeah, like mu- music. <laughs> like music events. Um... Yeah, so this is one hell of an elevator pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I forgot this is an elevator pitch. <laughs> so, but in like a nutshell, you guys are like a comedy venue, yeah, with yeah. multiple spaces. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thanks for getting us back. I'm like, uh, we got uh, 85 more minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> but we're 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 like what we're most known for is our rooftop now. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is a very big rooftop, great for socially distant outdoor shows. Yeah, um, and we were doing 20 shows uh, a week um, there, mm-hmm. summer through fall. 2020 mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah so how long have you guys been in event space and how long have you wanted to be in event space or do an event space like is this something you guys are kind of into or you guys kind of were you guys are you guys performers at all <laughs> like not at no, all no, not, really? not at all we, <laughs> yeah. no, we're really not performers at all i i say like like for me like where it comes from where the i'm i'm gonna i'm definitely an events guy mm-hmm. like i like going to events i like having like a life and like mm-hmm. doing things outside or not not necessarily outside but just going out um and not going to like normal things but going to weird going to weird things yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh that's always been interesting to me mm-hmm. and amy too like really into comedy and like loves yeah. to like, I love comedy. I love stand up mm-hmm. live shows. But like just as audience. Just I as, just as audience. <laughs> yeah. Right? So n- neither both of us we don't have any interest in actually like um performing. So you're yeah. like, okay, how do I watch this but also make money watching it? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. If it, I don't know if it was like that's what we were trying to do, but yeah. we were just like we, already it, doing business. Like we already had this entrepreneurial mindset and doing other things. Yeah, we both had like online jobs or like yeah. online businesses. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but then we were like getting tired of being online. Yeah. So then we wanted to do something in person. Yeah. Uh, the, the way we thought of it was like from from 2016 to 20 to 2019. Um we were hustling doing like online our online businesses mm-hmm. and uh um we felt like there was a bubble like in like yeah. everyone was doing an online business and no one was talking about that everyone was doing this like everyone was trying to do it and saying that you can make so much money doing just an online business and not having any physical presence at all um and uh it worked to some degree like like we were barely scraping by 
but we were slowly kind of losing all of my, our money <laughs> and, um, and we needed to do something else. Yeah. Um, so, I, so 2019 was kind of when you guys started the tiny cupboard yeah. in its yeah. early forms then. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was started in the summer. Of yeah. 2019. Through a couple of different reasons. One was like, let's start, let's stop this. Let's stop yeah. just doing online business. Let's try to do something real. Yeah. Were you, wait, when you, with your guys online business, were you employed by someone else or were you kind of doing your own thing? We were doing our own yeah, thing. Yeah, we were doing our own well, thing. Well, what were the business? <laughs> is I, so you want to say yours well i was trying to start an online clothing shop okay and i, I was doing like coaching consulting but mm-hmm. i was doing it my my you have to get a really specific like niche there so yeah i was helping like life coaches like get more customers and clients um whoa life coaching coaches yeah <laughs> coaching life coaches yeah I, I was basically just like doing like facebook ad implementation for them and stuff like that and then um, you were like, "Have you? By the way, have you guys checked out my girlfriend's clothing store?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole scheme. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like that was never something I wanted to do long term. Um, yeah, it wasn't that cool. I think what we learned recently is like once you do something actually cool, like like the tiny cupboard, mm-hmm. you don't want to go back to doing like marketing consulting <laughs> for life coach i tell everyone that like i'm an engineer in my day job and as soon as i started stand-up comedy it was like my red pill it was like oh my god like <laughs> i can't i like i will keep doing this for the paycheck but oh my god i don't want to do this anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. and this was me like i already i already had I thought I had already taken the red pill by just starting my own business in general. For the listeners, the red pill is in the Matrix red pill, not the alt-right Reddit red pill, okay? (laughs) Yeah, not that. Um, But I thought I had already taken the red pill to some degree because I was like, like, I I didn't go the corporate route and I wasn't like, I wasn't an employee. Like, I was already Mm. doing my own thing. Yeah. But it's still like, it wasn't that cool of a thing that I was doing. Right. And I I knew that, but but it was at least making enough money for us to tread water. Um, Yeah. For me, I mean, I, I, my online shop didn't do well <laughs> just because I didn't mm-hmm. really like push it that hard and I didn't have enough money. But like it, I still enjoyed it because I did the corporate job yeah. and I hated that. So right. anything but that was better for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when we first started the tiny cupboard in its early form, um, before we had like the art studio, um, we it wasn't like. We weren't like, let's make a lot of money through this. Yeah. We were just like, let's try something else. Let's try a yeah. different kind of business. Just, yeah, try mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and that was like a person. fun, that was fun. That was like, it was kind of more a hobby, but also yeah. like a fun thing. Like that's, entrepreneurship is fun to us, so we'll just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was, what was the first event you guys put together as the Tiny Cupboard? Well, this was before we had the name Tiny Cupboard, because mm-hmm. we yeah. only thought of the name Tiny Cupboard after well, we, we found the yeah. art studio, but... Our first event was the Blink the 182 Blink, yeah. uh, karaoke night, um, which did cool. well. It, it, we yeah, sold, it we sold. This is our first event, and I think we sold twenty tickets. Yeah, it was about twenty tickets. And oh, not nice. everyone showed up, but uh, <laughs> we. I think the tickets were ten dollars. Yeah. No, I think they were fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, actually, yeah, maybe ten. So yeah, but only like five of them showed up. It was weird. Yeah. Where <laughs> did you just like find a bar that was willing to have you guys or something? No, or? it was like an empty venue that they rented for events. Yeah, we, 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 it was like, well, we didn't want to do a bar. Yeah. And part of it, part of that was because we didn't think the bar deals were interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. like, because I'm sure they would have wanted to take a cut from our, 
tickets or something. If, yeah, I don't know. I or mean, something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we were just like, eh, the bar is going to take everything from us. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that was our reasoning. And, like, we, yeah. we wanted more control over, like, what we did with it. I guess looking back, we probably should have done, done a bar. Yeah, it probably would have been cheaper. It would have been cheaper. Plus, we probably would have a better turnout just yeah. from yeah. the random people there. Yeah. Um, it, everything would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there would have been drinks and there would have been like Exactly. A, yeah. yeah. But, okay. So, so what we did was we found this space called the Living Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's located like in Bushwick. And uh, they charged us $500, which was crazy for one night. What? Um, <laughs> yeah that's insane yeah. oh my gosh yeah. yeah i know like they're like i heard uh of comedians renting a venue for a two-hour window for 150 and i was like fuck that place <laughs> yeah, like yeah, 150 yeah. that's crazy yeah. 500 is nuts i, no, know, I, I know yeah i know but well, we were stupid yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i don't know it gave us at least enough confidence to know that that we can create our own events and that we can like charge tickets for them and then have people buy the tickets for it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah people like they can actually sell decently well yeah um and since that was our first event we were like let's okay let's now that that worked let's now look for a space yeah mm-hmm. like we might as well just pay for our own spot than random yeah venues. exactly and then one day we were in Bushwick in our other apartment like which is two minutes from where we live now but we were walking around we saw this guy, and he was oh, like yeah. the guy. And this guy started everything. He doesn't know it. Yeah, he. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw him from mm-hmm. across the street because I was like, "Oh, is that a new clothing store in our neighborhood?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we we just saw like this storefront. It was empty. Yeah, it was, it was like, empty, but it was like it wasn't like empty, but it was like minimal, and it had like a few shirts in there. Yeah, <laughs> but it also had the dude's bed in there. Yeah, but we didn't know that until we crossed <laughs> the street. But he, but if you walk by now, he just has his bed. Yeah, now it's just a bed and yeah, and art. And, anyway, <laughs> but it's weird because it's like you can see through. It's like looking at a store, but there's a bed and then an art. Yeah. And we were like, okay, what's this? And and then you you weren't gonna go in, but I was like, let's go in. Let's see what this is. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> um, it was close. He like locked the door, so yeah. then we were like, okay, this isn't a store. Like this yeah. is like some guys. Apartment, apartment or something or... but it was definitely a store <laughs> anyway we he lets us in this guy lets us in by the way this is this is literally 10 seconds from where we live right now yeah um this guy lets us in and he shows us uh, this store and it's basically just like an art gallery like all his art all his yeah like crazy shoes like kanye west shoes like yeah it's like a like two thousand dollar shoes or something <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only thing he's selling, he's selling um and then he like shows us the he's downstairs. Like, yeah, he's like, come downstairs. Which is where he lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it had like a bed, a bathroom, and like a kitchen. Yeah. And we <laughs> thought that was so cool. We're like, holy shit, you live in a store? <laughs> um, if we had this, like we were like, if we had this, like we could live, we could live like where we, where we... do our events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we could kill two birds with one stone. Like we can make our rent back yeah. through hosting events. And we wouldn't have to worry about, like, renting out different venues. We could just bring people here and then, like, sleep yeah. downstairs. Yeah. And so, that's just the one rent to pay. Yeah. And, and we, we thought that was... two things. Yeah. <laughs> you got... I feel like you guys would not have slept a moment this whole last year. Like, it would have been, like, you would have had people oh. in that venue space oh, yeah. 24-7. Oh, that, that's true. That's You'd be true. like, well, we want to cook dinner at yeah. home tonight and be quiet, but there's three shows happening yeah, yeah. this evening Get above us. Out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we would have done it, trust me, because we, we already, 
we were already experiencing because where we live now, we did something similar, but not that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we couldn't find. Long story short, we couldn't find anything that was like affordable. Work, yeah, work and live. That in was like because yeah. they're not really legal. It's like there's like certain districts that are zoned for that. Like yeah. you yeah. can do that in Soho. That's like right. a unique one. Yeah, but not yeah, in a lot I of other suppose, places. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then rarely if you find one like they're like really expensive. Mm-hmm. I think we found something in Greenpoint. But it was remember the one that we looked at, that oh yeah. But it it wasn't it was too much it of was, like a residential. Like a, that was the problem. It you w- mean it was too much of a studio? No, that one was like too much of like a, it just looked like an apartment, but it just had like they 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 branded oh, it as live and workspace. Oh yeah, yeah. They branded this one as a live and workspace, but it was like it was just an apartment. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just an apartment. <laughs> and then the other one that the one that we looked at in Williamsburg oh, yeah. was like just a warehouse yeah and like okay we can't we even can't live pretend here. to live here yeah. so how many how many kind of events did you put together before you started looking for a space space um or was it just like right away it was i'm pretty right sure away. yeah i'm pretty sure that was right away yeah. wow because because after we did the first we spent 500 dollars on the first <laughs> event we were like no we can't do anything unless we until we find another yeah. space right that's cheaper yeah. so how long did you kind of look around before you ended up at your first storefront or did you get the cupboard the little place first <laughs> oh yeah no no we got the the the, the cupboard the the small this the art studio at first oh yeah that mm-hmm. was very quick i think yeah. we i think the blink 182 event was in may of 2019 and then we moved into the cupboard in june june wow and then we took and we took a month to like make it look cool mm-hmm. add a bunch of um wait it, it looks cool it's, well, it's just no. white walls right yeah yeah but, but <laughs> oh we decorated time, it yeah <laughs> it, it was different because we added we added some flooring it, mm. oh yeah yeah we added some flooring and it used to look like it used to have like all the stools like laid out mm-hmm. and then like um it looked like a small like a small art gallery yeah <laughs> interesting it doesn't look like that anymore now it just yeah, looks like a trash just, room I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah that that was all really fast so we were we we found this art studio space because that was the closest thing to to a live and workspace that we can find yeah. like it was it was we can't live there yeah but it was cheap enough where it was like okay this is basically and it, it's right near our apartment too but it's almost like a live and workspace right right and mm. i think that was the compromise was like yeah it's we're not living where we work or like it's not like a store that we live in it's like literally two minutes on the block and it's right to this day it's still two minutes on the block yeah um, i didn't realize you guys live that close that's super oh, convenient yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah we none that's of this the only would work reason, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't like if we had to go on a train or ticket oh, anything yeah no nothing would ever work yeah, yeah. but I'm, and we got our new place because it was still close enough yeah <laughs> yeah and then the new place yeah we we, we had to find the new, the new place had to work with had to be close to the to the tiny cupboard so we moved like 30 seconds down the block mm-hmm. and we moved when we moved we and this is also this is also like the whole like secret to like how everything is sustainable but we moved to this place we found a place with a giant basement and we did that deliberately like we're like we need to turn this basement into something cool mm-hmm. um and our first idea was like maybe a music venue or something like that um mm-hmm. that's the church room now no no, oh, no we're this, about is, our this is our apartment. apartment oh your apartment okay yeah. gotcha yeah, this is our apartment um and uh it just ended up being like a hostel <laughs> yeah because that was the easiest it, yeah easiest it, thing to make money with yeah um <laughs> wait so you guys we knew it worked so you guys are running the hostel 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought upstairs. you guys just. I thought you guys were like we rent the cupboard. And then we live super cheap in a hostel. Yeah, no, we, oh, we run no, no, the no, hostel. We run yeah. the hostel. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. And so, I mean, that's what that's what enables us to afford things oh, and, like take risks. That makes sense. We live like what a setup. That's yeah, it's dope. great. Yeah. I mean, and all inspired by this random dude, by the way, like this dude that we. Just, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. He doesn't know it, but like, <laughs> indirectly, he definitely inspired everything: yeah. the hostel, the, the tiny cupboard. Yeah. Because it got us to think. Not about online business yeah. opportunities, but about like, what can we do that's weird? What can we do with physical spaces that's like yeah. that most people aren't doing? Yeah, that's um, really cool. Like, I think I I guess the idea of like running a hostel is totally lost on me. It's like <laughs> it's like you're just like a miniature landlord. Like a, that's, <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what you're like. It is. A, you're like a landlord, but we can't hate you about it. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah, that that's totally what it is, and, and it, it's it helps when you're landlord, like whatever we are, sub landlords that live there. Like we will, we live with the, the people, but we live up above them, um, and they're all in the basement, and like they're on in curtained off like little rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? <laughs> so are like how much how much of your time do you put into like running this hostel? Is there a lot of effort to maintain this or not anymore there okay. was at the beginning mm-hmm. oh yeah but, those first couple months oh my god it was were the worst so bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those first couple months i think we made a lot of money mm-hmm. like we were making like there was one month where like the income from the hostel was like eight thousand dollars wow yeah but we don't make all nearly travelers mm-hmm. it was just different travelers coming in and out yeah this is like this is this, this is, is pre- also 2019 yeah pre-pandemic this was yeah, 2019. Yeah. Um, travelers coming in and out every day, and this was like when travel was like booming. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. they would pay like a lot of money just to like just to be in New York City. Yeah. You just need Even a place though, to put your stuff down if yeah, you're here visiting. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. then it was actually good for them to be in hostel because then they can meet a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So, and it was affordable. Yeah. And then there was nothing to worry about. Although there, the virus was coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was 2019. This and then like the... some of them, I, I don't know. We might have I don't started even know the virus. how we didn't get it, but. <laughs> so how, like, when do you move into this place and start the hostel? So you have your first show in May 2019. Then you have June, you get the little cupboard. And you're in another yeah. apartment. And then you move to this one. We moved to the new apartment October 1st. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. This, this is like. Everything happened and extremely fast. So fast. And I don't think we even started the comedy and music shows until November. Yeah, we didn't. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We we started our first at, at the at the in the tiny tiny cupboard, the art studio. We started yeah. our first comedy show. I think it was November. It was, yeah. Um, and same thing with music in November. So mm-hmm. I was always curious about this. How many people could you fit in that room? Because for the listeners, it is maybe ten by ten, like square, <laughs> right? I think it's I think it's nine by seventeen. Nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's longer than it's long. Yeah, it's okay. long. Yeah. Um, That's good. And 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 you got to imagine that there was nothing in there. Right. So, and yeah. just stools and like a microphone like a table in the back. Yeah. So I think like five people filled the room like that. Five people, five audience members made it feel like, okay, this is a, this is a popping show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously though, cause, cause five audience members would be like, um, more than enough laughter to go around in the room where like, right. this is, yeah. and it's like, it's so intimate. But then 10 was like, this is packed. Yeah, ten was I, packed. And I think sometimes we even got fifteen, but people would spill out outside of the room. Wow. Yeah. Um, Damn. I and, should have been like 
now I'm realizing that my my show that I did with Lee Outdoors, we should have just picked a really small, tight spot, and then <laughs> no one would show up, but it'd still be dope. Yeah, be like, yeah. Wow, there's a lot of us here. <laughs> one person laughs. It's like really, it just sounds. It sounds like there's a lot of people. Laughing. Oh yeah, because it reverberates <laughs> yeah. so much. Easiest um, room to crush. Yeah. In. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but you if you bomb, you know you bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh yeah i mean so that that was november where we started the comedy shows along with the music shows and that was just once a week but even before that like we 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 still had the tiny cupboard from from june you know to to november of 2019 Mm. we were doing other events our first successful event was the immersive which one the immersive oh the spa yeah yeah the spa (laughs) um it was like a a virtual immersive spa. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was the underwater spa. Yeah. Well, we we tried more emo karaoke. We tried my chemical romance karaoke. Oh yeah. We tried yeah. we tried other like things like that. Those, those are good ideas the... though. Like, yeah. have, have you guys heard so of too. emo night? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's what how we got. They don't yeah. even have a live band. They just know, play yeah. emo music yeah, at yeah. a venue. Yeah. Well, this is similar, but yeah, Crazy. we love emo but night. People could sing because we. Oh yeah, we went to emo night karaoke, which is even better than emo night. Yeah, because then you actually get to sing. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you so, guys emo kids? Yeah. Oh yeah. I really? Mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't dress emo, but I was, I didn't I was emo, emo on the inside. Okay. Yeah. yeah same. Then you escaped the worst of it. You got like the good music and exactly. then, like none of the cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think emo is about being like, um, it, it's about opening you up to the full spectrum of like feeling, and I think a lot of kids like block themselves off to feeling angry or sad or like frustrated mm-hmm. and what emo allowed you to do was just like feel everything and yeah be okay, feel okay yeah that's that. true and, and i think <laughs> yeah i think that people who are emo people who were emo emo back in middle school and high school are like way cooler now <laughs> all, all my friends in high school we were just like serious metalheads and yeah. so we thought well, metal similar we thought all the emo music was like pussy shit yeah. we were like i mean listen to last episode with gene meyer we talk about grindcore um but yeah, yeah no, no, but i think metal is the same way like it, it definitely is yeah and like but what I think is like funny because like back then I hated all these emo bands like I just I can't I don't like clean vocals in like heavier sure. music sure. and in hindsight I'm like I wish I just like let myself enjoy yeah. it no because I, I, I listen it's... to like Linkin Park and like yeah, Blink One Eight Two sometimes like... I'm like this is this is a banger I don't care yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you just gotta let yourself kind of just enjoy it and I think that's yeah. that, I did that same thing like. I think there was a point in high school, like late high school and early in early college where I'm like, I'm too cool for emo. Yeah. Um, or I'm too adult for emo or something. And then I went I back to I was like it. that in college. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm too f- cool for this now. Yeah, yeah. You're, we're over it. <laughs> yeah. But like both of us now listen to like emo revival and like mm-hmm. new emo bands. Yeah. It's like one of the only genres <laughs> where authentic, sincere emotions are like expressed yeah and 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 that you don't you don't get that in a lot of different stuff now yeah yeah um, i had a bunch of friends who were in like uh what do they call like midwest emo bands yeah, exactly. oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's the shit <laughs> so i went to tons of those shows and i just i was always like i'm friends with these people but this music is like way too soft for me like i want someone to punch a wall like i don't i'm not into <laughs> yeah I, I want people to punch a wall too so, yeah I, mean, I, I want both of those things yeah like literally uh last episode with gene meyer he's mm. the front man of a grindcore band and yeah. he talks about like punching himself in the head and like breaking oh walls and like he said that 
the first like year he was or the first few months he was performing he was worried about his own safety because he would just go so crazy he's like i'm gonna die oh. <laughs> you must know justin our old roommate oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah our, our old roommate used to be he used to be at the front man of a uh, grand Corps band yeah as well. oh nice um, but he was the same way he's like he's, he's like emo's this pussy shit we, yeah. got, we went to emo night and he's like what is this oh like, yeah like he was hating on it yeah <laughs> um i think it's it's one of those things like i think everyone gets into metal for the same reason they got into like emo music <laughs> it was just it's kind of like a release for your emotions yeah but like metal people were like went elitism right away <laughs> they're just like yeah like, i will never listen to anything but this and then emo people were like okay we can enjoy the whole thing like, yeah and it, cre- it creates two like personalities almost like metal people are (laughs) there are two wolves inside you a metal wolf and an emo wolf (laughs) i think uh, yeah i think the metal people are i I don't even know how to describe it but like like our old roommate he was very like straight edge but not (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like he was uh he well he was addicted to crack yeah whoa but he was also like no i'm really straight edge it was oh yeah like he I really admired that. the straight edge culture yeah, yeah he but did. then he got to wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> what a so complex it, individual I, yeah. <laughs> it was this just, just combination of like being open-minded and being like really uh um a go-getter and being really like bold yeah, yeah. but also being maybe too open-minded yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> see i i used to like wear like my metal shirts everywhere like high school and college <laughs> halfway through college i realized that I think of it, I'm like, this is just art. Like, what are people scared of? It's literally just art. And then I realized, like, oh, if people see you wearing a gory T-shirt, they just don't want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, stop wearing it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's they're... scary. That's what, I, that's what I was saying about, like, there's yeah. people that open themselves up to this whole spectrum of feeling mm-hmm. and emotion. And I think metal kids and email kids include included in that. Are yeah. In that. Um, but then if you're not part of that, you just look at those people like, oh, they're they're weird and I want to associate it with them. It's like yeah. easy to judge, mm-hmm. judge it. But now it's like, I mean, you, you, you watch TikTok and it's like all the younger kids are just like, yeah, the old emos where it's at. Like they just all listen to my chemical romance <laughs> and like blink 22 and like yeah. all those things. Like it's crazy to me. Cause it's like, okay, this was popular when I was like, like in 2008, like this is like yeah. more than 10 years ago. This is how we looked at like, like Nirvana and yeah, yeah, yeah. all that, like, yeah, and, and I think that's, true. But that, that's weird. But I, I feel it like, is. I feel like I knew that was gonna happen when I was yeah. in high school because <laughs> people would say the same thing about like being me being into the Smiths or or, or Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Um, Nirvana was like actually a little closer to like our generation, but yeah, the like the Smiths or the Cure, um, the the generation above us would be like, you listen to that? I grew up on that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but you know i i would listen to it i I, still listen to them yeah 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 yeah. and i think it's the same thing with like like the 2000s bands like blink um i actually thought like in the mid 2000s when i when i was in college i thought that emo was dead and that it wasn't gonna come back ever and i was like oh that's sad (laughs) it always comes back in some form like there's there's other like yeah like I, I think like Frank Ocean's a little emo, you know. What I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, like yeah. like the influence in rap is like extreme with like Juice mm-hmm. World and like yeah. oh, yeah. Lil Peep. Of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was just 
I got into a little peep after he died. I yeah. loved it. And my friend was like, you're just like an older wannabe emo kid. <laughs> it's not about that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I think you guys are missing an untapped opportunity here to have the cure night instead of <laughs> emo yeah. nights. I mean, we would bring all that back. Um, now that we like, now that we have access to bigger spaces too, especially because mm. we were just getting started when we, when the pandemic happened, we were just getting like in the rhythm of like music mm-hmm. yeah. and comedy. And, you know, we had done, we had done the karaoke nights and they weren't as successful as the blink one. Yeah. Why was that again? Like why, why didn't they succeed as much? I think people, I don't know. Were you, how, how are you guys marketing? Yeah, I don't know. I think I think these other ones were harder to promote because we tried taking Mac Sunday karaoke and My Chemical Romance karaoke. Oh yeah. But I think for some, I think because people saw that it was the tiny cupboard and it was like too small, and they're like, we're like, we only have six tickets available. Um, oh, they, really? Yeah, we said that, and I remember someone in the ads was like six. Pe- Never mind then. Because people oh, in the ads I were like, about that. I would love to do my chemical romance karaoke. Oh, yeah, and, then, right. and then they tag their friend and then the friend was like, wait a minute, six people. Ah, <laughs> I'll pass. Um, it is kind of a funny image. Though. You, have to, you have to admit. Like, oh, of course, of course. Because that's like you guys hosting that is like one of those like karaoke bars in Korea where it's just like you and your friends <laughs> yeah. in a tiny room. Like, I, yeah, but it's like. But all your you friends are strangers. strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fucking awesome. I, I, I would do that. Um, if but, you guys during the summer, if like, let's say like we get herd immunity, we're all yeah. mostly vaccinated. <laughs> the downstairs, if you guys did karaoke downstairs and comedy on the roof, oh, be amazing. Yeah. yeah. I think those are the two things that are like, you're not allowed to do though. Kar- <laughs> karaoke, <laughs> karaoke and comedy. <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we would totally do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we tried, we would definitely bring that back. Mm-hmm. But we tried. I think. I think the way that we were branding the tiny cupboard at the time, people... we kind of did a little bit karaoke when we first started the rooftop comedy shows. Yeah, that was, was really? that, cool. It was that. Yeah, we tried to do it at the beginning. Yeah, that and was, then was cool. At the end of the night. Yeah, at the end of the night. Yeah, at the end of the night, like after the show, like Jacob Williams did like uh, the Wicked song yeah. <laughs> with with my sister. <laughs> um, and, it was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So yeah, there's always a little bit of karaoke that 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 this integrated into this whole thing yeah. you guys should bring it back you guys should like okay there's only two shows a night but there's karaoke at the end. <laughs> or just at the end you just everyone can do karaoke <laughs> or at the beginning so um, you kind of get started with like doing these things and you're experimenting with like your events and mm-hmm. trying try to put these things together with like eight people or whatever you know <laughs> but so the pandemic hits what what is that like like where are you guys at and then what happens in the first like month of the pandemic yeah. When you're all scared, you know? Yeah. So, if, well, it felt like we were like, oh my God, we were just starting to like, just starting to hit momentum. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, now... and then, but it also, we, we, we have to mention uh, the candy space. Candy. It's not a candy space. It's <laughs> well, someone our landlord named candy. was named Her candy. name was Candy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah. So, anyway, in January, um, we think our shows are doing well enough that we're, where we can upgrade to a new space mm-hmm. so january 20 something we signed a lease mm-hmm. for and 2020 january 20 something this is like just when coronavirus no, was, was like, like beginning entering the of news. january oh was it yeah okay beginning yeah. of january beginning of january yeah so we signed the lease in beginning of january for three months so that, that would be january february march mm-hmm. um and we do um a couple events one was a punk 
punk show. Yeah. Um, and it had like fifty people or sixty people. I don't. Yeah, it had a lot, lot of people. Nice. But but it was it was uh, the capacity of the space was only thirty. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> and very pre-corona. Very pre-corona. Yeah. <laughs> and it was actually kind of during Corona because well, did oh, in January. Yeah. Well, when, when, did New York, when did New York get Corona? It was like oh, we went. Like Feb- we got our February, first case right? like in like the first week of March, second week oh, okay, of March. Okay. okay. Oh, and okay. then I think it was March like twelfth or thirteenth that it was like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that all happened like really quickly. But yeah, so so we were we did the punk event. Um, we also there was a basement in that storefront, and we turned that into a boxing gym. Um, <laughs> then we rented out to this dude who wanted to start a boxing gym. Yeah. Um, so he Jeez. was like, he was working on making it a boxing gym. We we're like, okay, that's gonna pay for a little bit of it. Yeah. The events, like things were coming together. Yeah. Um, but we're, you we're guys have done like so many weird things. <laughs> like I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just because we'll just like try anything. Yeah. Um, and then and I think, we were about to do a show, uh, a comedy show well, with, with Mallory. Mallory. Yeah, because Mallory Bryant, um, she had her eyes on a rooftop even back then mm-hmm. and she had her eyes on this Our new storefront front, and yeah. she like visited us she's like oh this is great i can do something um anyway the landlord really didn't like the punk show um, yeah of course not yeah we got <laughs> in a lot of trouble because of like the people outside and there was um like an apartment building right next to it yeah Ooh, so yeah. we violated i guess the lease we, we the broke lease. the lease and also she hated that we started the boxing gym in the basement yeah she was not happy. <laughs> <It> was <a laughs> huge fire hazard <laughs> um, so so she kicked us out yeah um and then and thankfully broke, i mean broke the, the lease agreement. yeah she did us a huge favor she did definitely she really a blessing did. in disguise yeah because yeah, literally we would have had to pay, pay for for march march yeah and I, I think Probably. the lease ended in March. Yeah. No, no, it went through April. I thought. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. it went it went through end of April. April. Wow, huge bullet dodge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We saved ourselves <laughs> like several thousand dollars there. Yeah, at least. Wow. Um. So, so yeah. So, but but yeah. But we so that we lost that space in February. We went back to just doing the tiny cupboard, tiny shows. Yeah. Um. And we called that space the tiny cupboard too. Um. Yeah. But anyway, we we go back to the art studio. We 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 do comedy and music weekly um and uh and it was like really starting to pick up everyone the comments were telling us like oh this is gonna this is about to explode like mm-hmm. this is really picking up and then someone was writing an article about us oh yeah we got for, like we got the, the new, new yorker the or it was new like york a sub magazine. it was like a sub magazine of oh the right new yorker. so yeah. just quick quick question when did the name tiny cupboard come about in this process okay uh <laughs> oh geez yeah we hate so, to tell us but... i know but so we got the name when we um, let our ex roommate check it out, mm. and we don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he checked it out. He was like drunk, I think. He was drunk, and he was like, "Yeah, like this is we we're we we're trying to sell him on the idea of this art, tiny art studio as like a venue." Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know, maybe like a party space." Um, but, but we're like, "What?" And then, <laughs> and then he was like. Uh, it's kind of like a tiny cupboard, and then uh, we're like, hmm, like <laughs> <laughs> um, we just wanted to embrace like the smallness of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that the name still it feels relevant even when we do rooftop shows because yeah, like we want to have this intimate vibe mm-hmm. even if it's larger. Mm-hmm. We we always want to retain um the sense of intimacy that was found yeah in the original tiny cupboard. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, we, we, when we shut down in March, we were like going through it. Like other places were shutting down before we were like mm-hmm. March 2nd or I don't know, six or something. Everyone else shut down, but we were like, nah, well, <laughs> nobody cares about us. Nobody's following. Nobody's tracking us. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Um, and then I think everything shut, like you had to shut down. Like yeah. it was like sports. It was like everything. Everything, movie theaters. Yeah. They all shut. So we were like, okay, we have, let's shut down. Yeah. And, and that was like while this this New York magazine writer was like writing an article about us and like mm. we were about to like grow in momentum and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it felt like, okay, it's only, we're only going to be down for a little bit. Like we'll come back in mm. a month or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, that's not what happened. Yeah. So, so <laughs> what, do you remember the first show you had outdoors there? Like what date that was? Yeah. It was July 12th. Wow. So well, when what you was mean the the comedy because we we did some rooftop shows and that was one of the reasons we got the space too we did we did some like music rooftop events yeah in twenty nineteen yeah oh okay yeah oh, okay but yeah. not not comedy yeah so like between the pandemic and the first comedy or like outdoor show there that was so March April May June and then like July you said yeah it was July yeah and you guys I know you guys started way earlier than that yeah we were yeah. like halfway through June. Okay, so oh. it's not that's not that oh, okay. much earlier. Yeah, like I think it, we had yeah, it was like right in the middle. But oh. so, w- did you guys do anything toward like in, like in the virtual mic area or anything like that? Oh during yeah, that time? we were doing so many Zoom shows. Oh my god, really? We we it wasn't just comedy though. It was like four Zoom shows a night. <laughs> yeah, this was kind of wow. It was kind of miserable, but it was kind of cool because we grew our email list from two hundred to two thousand during that time during yeah. the March twenty twenty to like June twenty twenty. Wow, that's a baller move. That's <laughs> yeah. a great thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's all we did. But um, yeah. we were doing every single night was something. Yeah. It was virtual poetry night, virtual philosophy salon, virtual karaoke night, virtual emo night, <laughs> virtual comedy. Um, what else do we do? It was like a lot of music. Virtual, it was a lot of different kinds of music. It was virtual synth indie, pop, virtual indie, virtual, virtual <laughs> punk, alternative R and B, virtual punk. dance, EDM. Oh uh, yeah. What what does that look like? Like how does <laughs> music just, didn't work? Uh, yeah. Okay. We got rid of that so fast because yeah. it just did not work. Were you, I mean, were you just having like people play music and yeah. people just watching them? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, yeah. There, were, there were there was it was live. So was, there, yeah. there were. Like virtual emo revival night, for example, that was one of our better nights. That was that was pretty um, cool. We had like a this Midwest emo band, Oolong. Mm-hmm. Um, they had something of a following, and they agreed to do it. Yeah, and their setup, his setup was like really yeah. professional. And yeah, really good. So the audio was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the problem in general with music, he he, he sounded great, and he was like yeah. doing like, I don't know, it just sounded really good. Yeah. Um, but uh. But for everyone else, the audio was terrible. Yeah, it was too inconsistent. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes... Oh, remember? Yeah, remember the, like, the EDM nights and, like, this one dude, like... Oh, It my sounded God. good, but his audio his, just sounded like it was shit. so scratchy and yeah. just, like... It was, like, watching... Uh, yeah, it was, it like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, we scratched music after a couple yeah. months. Um, and then we only did philosophy salons or poetry... And uh, karaoke, com- karaoke and comedy. And comedy. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was karaoke, comedy, kara- philosophy, <laughs> poetry. Um, so you guys were just like juggling all these events and just hosting them and selling tickets for them. Basically, they, they were free. free. They were oh, free, free. Yeah. but they were helping us build our email list. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, it was fun. Like karaoke was fun. Oh, karaoke, it was really fun. <laughs> karaoke on Zoom is like you. 
we play a song and then we all sing it together and it sounds like trash. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but at least we all do it together. Yeah. Um and and it's, it's this kind of really ridiculous silly thing. Yeah. Also that was like a very different time for all of us when we were like are we all going to die? Yeah. Like let's get online and hang out. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that was the time when it was like normal to have your entire extended family on a Zoom call and it was like why are we do it like yeah. now oh, I'm like yeah. why we, why do we do yeah. that like we can, we're yeah. fine <laughs> um yeah but that was we 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 were doing that we like we didn't stop that we were still doing that even during even when we had rooftop shows mm-hmm. yeah like on Friday nights we also it was also karaoke night so yeah. we would have Four comedy shows on Friday night on the rooftop, and then we had to do, and then we would run downstairs at 10 p.m. and, and do karaoke. <laughs> Whoa! Um, in the yeah. studio, in where the art studio is, and that was yeah. pre-pandemic. No, no, that, that, was, that was during the that was really that was that was in August. I didn't know that. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. So we, we would you would have the the comedy shows on the rooftop, and then we run downstairs and then do karaoke. Jesus. It was exhausting. Um, so what was the what was the point that you guys re- were like reopened and start doing the comedy stuff? Because yeah. In my timeline of like <laughs> events, I don't I don't know if there's anyone doing any comedy. And then there was some comedians posted that they did like a private like rooftop mic with just them and their like their friend. It was like a yeah, friend group mic. I saw that, yeah. And people like lit them up on like <laughs> on social media because they're like, this is unsafe, comedy kills, all this, whatever. <laughs> and then Lee and I were like, oh. We should do that, but like <laughs> not just like for like just our friends. Like we should try to like open it to other people. Yeah. And then halfway through June, we had like we had like twelve people over for a mic, and then the next week we had like fifteen. And I took photos of all of it. And we put it on Instagram, and then the next week we had like sixty people sign up. Holy Whoa. shit! And also we bought beer for everyone, oh. and so like <laughs> yeah, it's a good we, deal. We just yeah. had like a tub of beer. We did donate beer fund, and then that's kind of what steamrolled us to where our position is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we were just doing that every Friday. And then at some point, like when you guys started, then I started hearing about the tiny cupboard all the time because everyone like moved their show there from wherever park they had it in. (laughs) And it was like, oh, what's the deal with these guys? And then, yeah. So what was the... And I think that's kind of what happened is we slowly just took over all the shows. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Or a lot of them, at least. Well, I think you guys, like, one of the big things is you guys have a consistent space and you guys have like word of mouth exposure. Like, even, like, non-comics mm. like the Tiny Cupboard. Like, you guys saw that TikTok yeah. of the person, like, this is one of the New York City's, like, secrets. And I, yeah. I saw that, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> I know, I know. And yeah. that's one of the, I think that's one of our strengths is, like, mm-hmm. since we're not comics, like, we're not just coming at it from a comedy. Like, yeah. we're not, we're coming at it from. Like an audience. Yeah, we're, we're very audience first. Like, yeah. right. and that's how we produce all of our events. We're always mm-hmm. thinking about the audience. Um. And I mean, I, I know plen- ton- tons of comics are, do that too, but like our strength is actually like promoting the shows. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what, real quick, what was the what was the moment you guys were like, let's get our rooftop, let's get out of the cave and <laughs> start like doing comedy again? Um, I, that was when Mallory approached us and then she was like, okay, people are ready for, she told us that people, well, we had already talked to her like last Months. year yeah about doing a rooftop show but she had to come to us and be like people are ready for a rooftop show and then at the same time also phil risden and Brittany brave mm-hmm. also approached us and then natalie natalie cuomo as well okay um and that those ha- those were our first those were our first four shows mm-hmm. and they all happened very like near each other like yeah. mm-hmm. and those that's why they still have those slots but those are 
the prime real they, they took the prime real estate like the two yeah, <laughs> two Friday night slots the and two Saturday, Saturday night slots yeah. mm-hmm. um I think the first one I went to I sh- I did pictures for ambush comedy I don't know oh, if it yeah, was their that's a great first show. one oh. or their second one but it was when the stage was still in the corner with yeah. the satellite yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah that was our old setup yeah. but ambush was one of our also. Well, Ambush they was the show. Our, like second wave. That was the second wave. Yeah. <laughs> good, good language. <laughs> Choice of words. Um, Ambush was like I remember Ambush. Well, this is how Ambush happened. We were doing Friday night and we were doing Saturday night shows, and we we're like so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's all we were doing. Right? We yeah. didn't have. We didn't even have like the penthouse. Show. No, it was just those two, those four, two. Yeah, each I think night. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. But. Um, Brittany Cardwell. I think Mallory Bryant was like, "Oh, you should talk to Brittany Cardwell, who we already knew because she had performed in the tiny cupboard original space, right?" Um, because they have she has a show called Ambush, uh, and they have a big following. Um, and uh, blah blah blah. You, should, mm-hmm. you guys should talk. Yeah. And uh, so we talked to her, and we were like, not sure about it. We were like, yeah. I don't know if we want to do another night Tuesday night. We're yeah. so exhausted. Plus, we're all we're still doing so much on Zoom. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were we were still doing four shows a night on, or not four, like three shows a night on Zoom. We were terribly exhausted. Yeah, um, and just thinking about adding her <laughs> show was exhausting. Yeah, yeah. We we're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but then we were like, okay, okay, let's we'll do it. But you guys, you know, you and, and Lucas and David and Brittany. You guys have to like set up for us. Mm-hmm. You guys right. have to like to come here out. and help yeah. us. And now we don't really make them do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, so we agreed to that. And then after that, we were like, other people started approaching us. And then mm. we were approaching other people too. Um, but it, it always went like this. Like, should we add another show? I don't know. We're tired. But we're already doing we're already yeah, doing we already Tuesday. Doing, yeah, might as well add more to the Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> might as well do an eight thirty show on Tuesday yeah. too. Might as well do a ten p.m. show on Tuesday. Might as well add a ten p.m. show on Saturday and Friday. Might yeah. as well add a five thirty show on Friday as well. Because it became a seven days a week. Not no? not seven. We took Mondays off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> how, how long? How long into the the, the show cycle did you guys uh, first get employees? Oh yeah. Um that started because it was oh, that was in August. It was really just you. You were doing the, the bar. Yeah, it was just me. First time I showed up, you were working the bar. Yeah. I remember that. And then yeah. I would help, but I I was doing like the, the manual labor. Yeah, you were like walking around checking mm-hmm. up on things. Yeah, I was doing like I was the floater. Like I was like setting up all the mm-hmm. seats and the audio mm-hmm. and whatever and like checking tickets and just running up and downstairs. And for for the listeners, I, I want you guys to know that the the staircase is actually like the scariest fire escape you've been on in your life. So, and somehow we still like managed to get so many people to our shows. Yeah, um, yeah, which is a crazy thing. Although a couple of people were like, I, "I'm not going." Some up there. people have just left after mm-hmm. they saw the yeah. stairs. But no, yeah. there was like a couple times I was there, like after it had rained. That I would go on the stairs to get down. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to like, I'm gonna die if I don't pay attention to where I'm stepping. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta really hold on. Yeah. But that's one of the main reasons why it's not open right now in the winter. Yeah. It's because the ice is just makes it too dangerous. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just way too dangerous right now. I've like, been on like, yeah, like what I do for work. Like we have antennas on top of buildings, mm-hmm. and I've gone to sites in the winter 
where I'd be on top of a hospital and it would be a sheet of ice and the wind is so strong that standing still you'll like slide across the ice like on a rooftop. Oh my like, god. Yeah, that's terrifying. Especially if you can, you can get scary. blown off the roof. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> and they don't something. design roofs with handrails. It's just, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. stay in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like I totally get that. And like for for us like we do the backyard mic. And mm. when we were looking for this place, we explicitly went, okay, do we want a rooftop or a backyard? And we chose backyard because it was in the fall and we're like we can keep mm. doing our mic because it'll be blocked from the wind in the backyard oh, uh, smart. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is smart and and i and i love that you're looking at apartments like that because it's that's exactly <laughs> what people should do is like how can we make this apartment work for us and like what can we do with this apartment and yeah. that's, that's that's how we got our latest apartment too is like <laughs> yeah the basement as the hostel yeah Plus a yard as potentially like a, a secondary venue or something. Yeah. See, like we don't we don't make any money. Off yeah, of, yeah. Like, but we, still, it's good like, for your the brand. Be- you yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> like literally, like we do a beer fund, and like I I will like in the normal like warmer times, mm-hmm. I'd buy like a like a eighteen pack of Budweiser and like two other twelve packs, like get a ton of beer, and mm-hmm. people would come and drink all of it. <gasps> And I would make exactly the same amount of money back from people and just like donations. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, that that's cool because I mean, as long as you're like not losing money, yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes yeah. you lose money, but like even then, I'm like I'm down to lose like 15 bucks a week to have a great mic. Like I don't exactly. care. Exactly. Yeah. And it's they, good. It's good for every your social life. It's good for the community. Yeah. It's it's just good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And what, what was funny though is like as it started cooling off, no one wants beer when it's cold outside because <laughs> it's cold. I know. And so there's, there's a cooler out there. And there are beers in there that I've had in there since November. <laughs> and they, they're all frozen in a block of ice right now. So people will still come over and they'll like break a beer off of there. Like, Why are you doing this? It's 20 degrees out. <laughs> um, Very desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys start like really popping off in like august like that's like yeah that yeah, that was when we started august. popping off because that's when we started adding like that's when we were doing i think from july to august we went from doing like four or five shows mm-hmm. a week to doing like 12 to 15 shows a week and then come september we were doing um something like 20 <laughs> something <laughs> something like 15 yeah. to 20 depending on if it rained it was i used to tell people that i was like i think it's funny because if you did a time lapse of this rooftop over one evening you'd see every <laughs> comedian in the city at one point just, <laughs> it was like everyone was doing their own thing everywhere else then you guys start like gaining steam and then the whole scene just moved to that rooftop <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool we're privileged to be in that in that situation no i yeah. think like it, like it can't be understated how much you guys did to like not like necessarily save comedy but you did so much for the community thank you just during that <laughs> summer because it's like people i don't think the, the concept of having like a congregation space before was like weird because there'd be like separate like little ones like yeah. you know like you'd have like people who'd go to like the creek and the cave like mm-hmm. that was like their like spot and then you'd have like some people who go to other clubs or whatever but it was all kind of broken up mm-hmm. but with you guys it was like you guys had everyone show so it wasn't like you guys are producing shows you are letting producers use slots so just kind of everyone ended up there so yeah. It's yeah, nice. yeah and and that was part of our strategy was like let's find the producers like who who seem to be doing the most stuff or like yeah. i remember the one of the first ones was like who are we like jealous of or like who's like <laughs> <laughs> who's like taking up space in this facebook group that we want to just like 
invite them to become one of ours. Right. And I think Penthouse Comedy was one of those people. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shafi and Jake. Yeah. Shafi is a machine. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I tell everyone, I'm like, (laughs) when I see him at Mike's, it's always new material and it's always hilarious. And then he's spending his whole week producing shows and all that stuff. And just like networking and like thinking really big. Yeah. it's crazy, yeah. I don't know yeah. when he sleeps. I don't know either. But <laughs> I, know. I don't. I don't even know. Like, I feel does like he, he has a, a day does job. He a day, does yeah. he have a day job? Yeah, I, I think he's, he does. He's an engineer. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we, we keep seeing their show pop up, and like we see penthouse comedy, like that. Mm. That fits our brand because it's like we're a rooftop. Why not? Why not bring that show here? And so we invited them to do to do their show on Friday nights. Um, and I think I think originally like. Shafi had done one of the original Tiny Cupboard shows in the art studio. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he did. Um, and uh, he didn't know he didn't he hadn't seen the rooftop yet, but then he came and then he saw it and he was like, "Oh yeah, we can do something here." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it worked like that with some other shows. Sometimes it was people coming to us and being like, "Let's can I do a show here?" And now we get like even when we're not even open, now we get like ten people a week asking us for a show. Nice. Um, or something like that. But um. We also went on timeout and we looked up best shows in New York City mm-hmm. before, like mm, before the yeah. pandemic. This was kind of a sneaky, sneaky strategy. But <laughs> we, we looked up the best shows and then we knew that they were all shut down because no comedy clubs were open. Yeah. So then we reached out to all the people that had the best shows according to timeout. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, you, you're homeless. You don't have a venue. <laughs> um, how about you bring that show to us? Nice. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. For a few shows, um, mm-hmm. barely making it was one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was at least one more, but I forgot. I don't think it worked out with them. Oh, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. That's that still one. like actually it was really Gene, good. It was Gene Meyer. Gene Myers, one of his shows. Although it was oh, really? Sarah, or I think Sarah Harvard was maybe the main producer. Oh, Sarah <laughs> Harvard. She did. Um, it was a uh, nervous laughter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that yeah, was that, that was like a really big one. Yeah. They had like David Cross regularly. Oh, really? Was, like, oh, we so were trying dope. to we were trying Whoa. to get them on, <laughs> but but they but, weren't doing anything. Right? Nah. Yeah. yeah. Anything, like yeah. post when the pandemic happened, that kind of faded off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, at like over the course, so we're down to our last kind of half an hour here. So <laughs> let, let's let's get into some other stuff. So you do this venue, it blows up, everyone loves it, tons of people go. You got lots of shows and stuff. What were your highlights of last year's summer of comedy? Did you have any shows that you were like, this is the best one? Do you have any acts <laughs> that you were that stood out to you guys? Well, my favorite, well, one of my favorite comedians. Ronnie oh. Chang. Oh, Ronnie yeah. Chang. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Popped up. Yeah. <laughs> it was a surprise. I had no idea. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, Amy was like, I don't know. Even the big comics, well, both of us were kind of like, we don't really even know these people. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, oh, like Mark Norman is, is here. And I'm like, like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. And yeah, but but also like a lot of people like that. We were we didn't know anyone. So it yeah. was like we we could get people like Mark Norman or like Joe List or Ari Shafir, Sam, Sam Morrell, all these guys. I'm Dan like, Soder. I don't know who they yeah. are. We didn't know who any of these people are. <laughs> yeah. I was when I was stoked about Dan Soder. Like when I showed up with Lee, because like we were just, oh, I remember that. We were like at another show, <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. were. Our, it was our French show, but they were over capacity. So we're like, sorry, we know you guys are here, but you guys got to go. And we're like, okay, fine. And we went, and then it was like Dan Soder. It was like we had just watched his special, like during the oh. lockdown. Oh. Like she had showed it to me for the first time. And yeah, he's from Denver. I'm from Denver, and I was like, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> like, so it was cool, and especially when you like, I think it was you. You were like, you asked Lee. You were like, 
Can he take pictures? Do you have a can- yeah. camera? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I just looked at there our our first Instagram to you, and it was like, I'll send you the Dan Soder pictures. <laughs> <laughs> that was like super cool because like I don't really do comedy photography mm-hmm. that yeah. much anymore, but mm-hmm. like at the time I was like, this is dope. And when I posted that, I think it was like on my story. There was mm-hmm. like people <laughs> from my home who were like what and i was like yeah it's just you know it's just new cool. york city like yeah, aren't i cool anything could happen you know <laughs> um but ronnie chang was definitely the first person like amy that, yeah you were like really excited about i that. was yeah i didn't so that day like um before i went up to the roof i missed like the first few seconds of the mm-hmm. set but I was downstairs. I was like in a bad mood. I don't know what happened. But then I, I come on the roof and I'm just like, oh. I'm like, who is that? He sounds like, familiar. He sounds really familiar. And then I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that's Ronnie <laughs> Chang on my roof. Yeah. Did you get to meet him? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, oh, def- yeah. I was yeah. like, I am not letting him leave without saying hi. He was also a guy that like we, we had watched his special like before yeah. we were, I think this was even before we were even doing any comedy shows. We watched it in December. Oh, December. Okay, yeah. so this is like after. But he was one of the. He's like a guy that we just think of as like, oh, he's got a Netflix special. He's like just a famous comic. Like, yeah, yeah. not a dude that's gonna perform on our roof. Yeah, not no, not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, like that, someone unreachable. <laughs> that's like so cool. Like yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you guys are in a cool spot. Like as the people who put it all together, mm. like the talent will know. It's like this place belongs to these people. <laughs> like you're going to, yeah. you get to talk to them <laughs> in some way or another. Like if, if we didn't do what we do, did, none of these people would have performed there. Yeah. Right. So that, that feels cool. It's like, yeah. we're responsible for all that. Totally. Even if we don't like directly book the shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, although, yeah, we, I mean, we make choices though of like who, who, who we want to give the power to and like mm-hmm. whatever. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a big moment for sure. That was the moment where Amy was finally like, okay, we, we, we kind of made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think also one thing that like is overlooked a lot of times is like people think of like making it as like, like, oh, I'm famous and like people above me recognize me. But a lot of times it's like when you have a big enough impact on the community, they kind of everyone kind of brings each other up at the same time. So even if like famous people like don't remember you or like think of your venue. There's still like what, like 600 comedians or something that yeah. all were like, this yeah. is the place. They're and, great. Yeah. We love it. And at the end of the day, that's way more important. Like the, yeah, the amount of sure. people that talk about us in high regard and like respect us, like that feels like an awesome position to be yeah. to be in. Like we're not for for I don't know at least ninety percent of people they they respect. I mean people yeah. we do, we do have haters, but. <laughs> Um, but they're... we're all on the edge of our seats waiting for the next thing to open up that you guys do. It's like, okay, where can we be on a rooftop yet? Like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're waiting. And I know that Cuomo announced that movie theaters are, are opening today. What? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so they're opening on March 5th. Um, so movie theaters seems pretty close to cl- comedy clubs. Although I don't, I still don't understand why outdoor comedy shows can't be allowed. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't get it. Yeah. And we would do it anyway. It's just that we already got a warning from the government after we moved indoor. Yeah. Which is a whole other story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, and to answer your question of like what what are some of the moments um that like we love the most about this summer mm-hmm. in the fall? Um I don't know. Basically the whole thing, like the our social life has been the best that it's ever been, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we bring people to like imagine everyone comes to you. And also hangs out at the bar that's two seconds away from your 
Yeah, from your apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's like, pretty that, cool. Isn't, like, that's cool. Like, yeah. We used to have to go to freaking, like, Manhattan to, like, meet up with a friend or something. Right. Yeah. And it would take an hour to get there and an hour to get back. But now people are gra- people are coming to the where we do business, mm-hmm. and which is right by our house. Hanging out. Like, mm-hmm. And hanging out two, two seconds from yeah. our apartment, literally, <laughs> yeah. at the Evergreen. Um, and that's just, like, really cool to be part of this, like, we're actually building community and not mm-hmm. just talking about, like, like intellectually, we can talk about community and how important it is. Yeah. But when you actually, like, get to build it and, like, build this, like, see people mm-hmm. who know you and, like, respect you and, like, congregate in your area, area and, like, go to your venue yeah. or, or even go to your show, like, that's just, like, cool to be known for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think... Uh, like so many of the comedians this like last year were like so appreciative that like i mean yeah the pandemic it's bad okay <laughs> like there's it's awful in the grand scheme of things but in like new york city comedy it was cool because it was like suddenly all the comedians got to redefine how they wanted to like mm-hmm. have a comedy scene basically just yeah. like yeah everyone got to rebuild and make a name for themselves and like everyone and their grandma became a producer like <laughs> there was like i was convinced at one point I, like late october i was like all right there's more shows than mics like (laughs) like no one just wants to do an open mic everyone wants to just do a show now but like i thought it was really cool because it's like when you see other people like getting out and good like getting after stuff and like you go to their stuff they go to your stuff there's like this back and forth and it just creates this like Mm. i don't know the community is so dope and i made like like i made so many friends this last year oh us too just through like us too we made tons of friends and and I think what you're getting at is like really important because we weren't really part of the comedy scene right. like a year ago or two years ago, but um, from what we understand, it was like scattered and all over the yes. place. Um, and I, you know, it's still like that. But um, like we just think it's cool that like Matthew Broussard described. I was just saying, thinking that. Yeah, he yeah. he said that he he's never seen a place that is so many like such a melting pot for like mm-hmm. Manhattan comics, for Brooklyn comics, for yes. Queen comics, for, 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 for open micers, for like people that are f- uh, like more further along in their career. Yeah. Um, and that's what the shiny cupboard is. It's just this like mashup yeah. of everything. Like yeah. he gets to meet people he never met before. Yeah, when exactly. He was performing. Yeah, from totally different yeah. scenes and totally different worlds. Ronnie Chang doesn't walk into a two and a half minute for five dollars open mic <laughs> yeah. four times. It doesn't happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, no, it's like it. It's just it's so cool. Like and yeah. that, I loved that too. It was like I was seeing people that I didn't even know existed because I was just I. I'm what I call a dog shit open micer because I have not been, I'm not club level or paid in any way. That's like, <laughs> so when you're a dog shit open micer, you're just like, you only know people of that caliber. And then like, sometimes you go to a show, see some people above, but you don't mix with them. And then like, yeah. Tiny yeah. Cupboard was like, whoa. And like, especially outdoor comedy too, when it was like, even club comics are like, okay, well, we need to perform somewhere. <laughs> then open micers are like, well, I have a show you can perform on. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then we're kind of a club. Like, we're kind yeah. of a club now because we're just such a mishmash of everything that we, and then we're, we have as many shows as, uh, as all the other clubs do. Yeah. Um, You know, if not more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that a, a rooftop is better than a basement. Yeah. Too, yeah. So. <laughs> so, so it's like we're we're kind of a comedy club. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think of us like a like a comedy club, but not in like a kind of regular traditional way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is fine. I don't want to. No, we don't want to be. Need to be. Yeah, we don't want to be a regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we want to be an alternative comedy yeah. club, but it's cool that we can be like we can we feel like we're in a position now where we can hopefully open up and take the role of like the people's improv theater and the creek in the cave like yeah to to, to have like that people's venue thing going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. but then do things that are also totally new and totally like yeah like, haven't yeah. been done before yeah totally yeah do you what were like in in your like working dynamic, so you're both kind of entrepreneurial. What are the challenges working with each other? And what were some of the things that you? What were your challenges during the outdoor comedy season last year? Um, so well, initially it was like we were just exhausted all the time. <laughs> um, and we oh yeah, you asked us earlier about employees, and we 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 hired. We I guess we made enough to hire like one employee full-time almost um well like just having one each event yeah 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 so so one each event um yeah and and that was like we we were about to burn out and and die and kill kill ourselves um but because we had because it was working so well um we were able to like get some help and yeah and i think you know each show had one or two people helping us out mm-hmm. um, eventually we were able to um, afford two yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and when we moved indoors then we had to start working again yeah <laughs> yeah we couldn't afford and we, it <laughs> and now yeah now we're doing a couple open mics indoors and we have to like we have to work again because we just can't <laughs> afford to hire anyone yeah. right um but that's fine like we can be flexible but we we were on the verge of burning out i think mm-hmm. and then we we managed to find like lewis is amazing yeah oh, he's great. um mm-hmm. yeah. this yeah lewis like managed the floor he he managed the bar um he set everything up mm-hmm. um and uh i mean yeah we had other people like lee help mm-hmm. lee, lee was working she was her. great yeah. yeah lee was amazing too yeah um but uh if we didn't if we didn't get help like it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked and no, we wouldn't yeah. have been able we to do it yeah we wouldn't be able to sustain it mm-hmm. yeah uh i remember thinking like like <laughs> i was like how are they doing this like and then it, and then it hit me it was like oh they're not here every time they have people just they need some at the bar and that's it yeah like, they yeah. can actually enjoy their night if sort of not sort of but, but it's always like it's like a baby like uh, yeah we always have to be like checking in to yeah make yeah. Sure and yeah and we can't be too far from it mm-hmm. we can't go to yeah. mexico you know yeah <laughs> we can go down the block maybe did you have any like disasters were there any like disaster nights or total train wrecks? There, I mean, there was a moment. There was times when the power cut out, and there was um, oh, and someone like puked vomited on yeah. our roof, and then someone vomited indoors too. Um, yeah, and we had some couple like situations where we were, like someone wrote like a bad review or something. Oh yeah, we had to figure that out. Um, nothing too crazy except that one time the, the the tent blew off the roof. Oh right, yeah. But that wasn't during a show. That was we used to have this big tent, mm-hmm. and then uh, the tent like came blew apart because it was too windy, yeah. and then it went into the subway. The subway had to shut down. <laughs> it went onto the subway track. It, yeah. it like it like was dangling almost on the subway, and then they had to shut down the tub- subway, the whole subway for like two hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And there were no consequences, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's. Yeah. Um, but it was like scary because we were like, "Oh shit!" Like for the next three weeks, we're like, "Is someone going to come here and inspect us?" 
Um, and that was scary. But what's funny was the MTA guy was like, oh, um, do you have any, do you guys have any shows going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> the MTA <We're> guy like... <laughs> wanted to go to a show and I think the yeah. cops did as well. Um, <laughs> so, so there was no, I don't think there was anything crazy. Oh yeah, there was one time there, this girl, like these friends like thought that oh, a girl got abducted. And... She was, she just went home. Without Uh-oh. telling, yeah, we were our like, friends. "Did you check home? Did you check her home?" Yeah, we kept asking, "Did you check home?" And they're like, "No, we didn't." So we were walking around with them for an hour, like trying to see if she fell off the roof or something. Thank oh God she gosh. didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then we didn't get to this part, but in December, you know, we try to move into a new space indoor, which is connected to the building, right? Um, and uh, we designed it as like a church, um, because like religious gatherings are allowed uh but we still weren't like taking advantage of that too much we were like still like only allowing 20 people in there and doing very strict social distancing stuff but just on a public perception level that didn't look good um like with the rooftop we could market it a lot and we did we did a lot of really aggressive marketing on facebook and instagram a lot of different things yeah yeah with the indoor. And we were paying for a lot of ads too yeah and we tried to do the same thing with indoor um but it was like the public perception just wasn't there. Right. Yeah, some, uh, like there were people criticizing us and we yeah, just, yeah. Like, writing bad blog ooh, articles about yeah. us. Well, that was, that's just Seth Simons. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I feel like that, the, the like downstairs space, I was like, it's a bummer. They're shutting this down. But like, I feel like it's one of those things like, comics we keep it a secret we don't t- we just all keep it a secret yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't tell yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't really yeah the, like the thing that worked about the roof is like we didn't keep it a secret like, right we were exactly really, yeah. we, were, we were spending a lot of money on like facebook promoting it a lot and we were doing all kinds of other promotions too um but then we, we tried to do we, were, we ran ads indoor too and that and then i think it got the word got around to too many people and it just doesn't look, yeah it doesn't look right when you're doing indoor stuff during yeah. pandemic even if you're doing it really like we thought indoor the way we we were we, doing indoor was safer yeah. than the way we were doing outdoor yeah because we were way more strict about like mask wearing mask. Like, everyone had to have have their mask on the whole time we had the door wide open yeah <clears throat> and like like even if you can't even be sitting like as unless you're actively drinking something you have to wear your mask yeah. indoor mm-hmm. um and we didn't do that outdoor we were a lot more laid back about that yeah mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like we indoor dining shut down and then, so we, we shut down mm-hmm. and then two weeks later, the mayor of nightlife calls us and she's like, Hey, like, uh, just wanted to check in like blah, blah, blah. Like, we know, kind of, we know what you guys are doing. <laughs> and we were, we just had a conversation with her. Um, and, uh, she just said like, in, you know, you might get, um, rated or, uh, if you keep doing that not that we were doing shows at the time anyway yeah Yeah. we were shut down yeah but but she said like basically if you want to avoid getting fined or rated um you should stop yeah and thankfully we we did because like arrogant swine got fined Mm -hmm. and rated rated three times i think wait really whoa was it three times where'd you hear that maybe it was only once it oh. felt like it was three times for some reason oh i don't i don't well they shut down totally right they're done I don't actually know. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually know. I I know that the guy that runs it was in a lot of debt, <laughs> <laughs> and even before all this. Um, but I know that now and then, Bar also got fined, mm-hmm. but I don't know why. But they, I I was checking who lost their liquor license. They had to pay thirty five thousand dollars to get it Ooh. reinstated. 
Oh my god. Yeah. So we're yeah, we can't really risk that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh my god. Yeah. So th- no. I mean, yeah. So now we're just kind of waiting, and we have to do it now. When we we're waiting for like comedy shows are allowed outdoor. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. So we have to do it safely. Because otherwise, totally. yeah. you, you just accumulate too many, like too many 301 complaints over time that says phase reopening complaint. Yeah. Even if it's just like, you know, a couple a couple people here and there out yeah. of like thousands and thousands. Over time, if you get a, if you get more than a handful of those, like the government will be after you. And they'll mm-hmm. be, yeah. They'll be looking at you. Well, yeah. I think it like your guys key to success in the coming year when it's warm around, you have the rooftop is just making sure that you comply and there's no police showing up. Yeah. Exactly. Just making exactly. sure that you yeah. don't, even if it's don't like, start too early. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. we just don't want complaints. Like, right. yeah. we can just survive. Mm. Even if, like, we can't even blow it out. I don't even care. Like, I just want to just, like, be able to do it. Yeah. And that's, like, the goal is just, like, to be able to do it and not get raided. Yeah. And, and that'll only happen when comedy mm-hmm. is, like, allowed to some capacity. Mm. And also, like, underrated that rooftop is amazing because it's so big <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah it, it's huge and and that was when we got the tiny carpet in the art studio one of the main reasons i was like we always had in our minds like okay we could definitely do we can use this roof yeah. yeah 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 it's i like one thing with the indoor downstairs space i was like this feels different and i realized the reason why is because it's there's no in the indoor space. There was nowhere to just hang out and talk. Yeah. Yeah. So people, you couldn't hang out. You were sitting quietly for the mic. Whereas the rooftop, it's like, okay, you want to go talk? Let's just go stand in the very back yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Fine. and you can yeah. kind of you can you can listen in if you want. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Maybe we can figure that out. But I think with the indoors, because the indoor space is going to be important too, because that'll get us through winter. Right. Um. And we wanna we wanna make that a legitimate thing, like in the coming years, and like have it be a dedicated space. And there is a basement too that's really big, the same size as the rooftop. Boxing ring? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where the new boxing ring goes. No, we can, we can eventually move down there. It's just not ready, like as mm-hmm. a comedy place. Rats, cockroaches. Yes, yeah. floods, rats, cockroaches, yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> the comedy dungeon. <laughs> but uh, for now, like we hope that mm-hmm. the the church space, um, whenever we do get it ready, and like we'll get it up to legal code and everything. Like we can have that be, like, at least like something that holds us over through the mm-hmm. winter, mm-hmm. um, or just acts as like a substitute for yeah. rainy days or something. Yeah, and I mean, just having two spaces is like that's yeah. great. Like, yeah, and we still have the tiny art studio. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three spaces. <laughs> you have two spaces and the storage room for those yeah. two spaces. Yeah, that's, no, that's the, that's true now. <laughs> So we're down to our like last 10 minutes here. And this is something I usually ask every single guest. So I'll kind of ask it and you guys can answer separately. So mm-hmm. usually I interview people who are doing something creative. And I ask, like, is there a message in what you make? Or like, is there something you stick to in your own journey in this, like some type of lesson? But like, do you guys like in your experience with like doing your event production and kind of doing these like gymnastics over the regulations and making sure things work okay? <laughs> Is there like a lesson you've taken away from all this, like in a personal way? Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel like we've grown so much as people through doing all of this. Um, I think we've never, we didn't know what capacity we had. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know that we had the capacity to like run a comedy club or like run twenty shows a week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that only happened. 
or even do even be in this comedy space. And that only happened because we were willing to try think something out. Um, we were willing to like, we were, we were literally willing to try anything and like, mm-hmm. just like experiment, put something out there take um, a risk. and then adapt, take the risk. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that once like the lesson that I, that I think that I know is like, once we do something, uh, once we take that risk and once something works, um, out of the many things that we try, um, you can go, the hardest part is like scaling it, like going from like doing it once a week or twice a week or even four times a week to doing it 20 times a week. And I think that that applies to everything. Like you have to eventually take a leap where you're doing something like kind of more as a hobby to doing something like as a kind of like machine. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I fully believe that we have the capacity to do that in whatever thing that we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, and I also think that moving fast is key for like for this business, but for, and also like mm-hmm. any business you do, um, you just have to be quick about it. Oh like, yeah. You yeah. can't just like, like, uh, be a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can't be a perfectionist. Yeah. And then now also what I'm learning just, really lately is like the importance of being like up to code because we don't want to always <laughs> we don't want to always be skirting around the rules yeah yeah, and yeah. i think like we want to be like it's stressful yeah actually. it's cool to be speakeasy but it's better to be legal <laughs> it, it's great to start as as like underground yeah. yeah definitely and and like that should not hold you back at all like yeah you, right you shouldn't be like oh i need to be like totally up to standard yeah but uh there comes a point where like you can't really scale unless you're doing it legitimately Mm -hmm. because as you grow, you get too big Mm -hmm. and then uh, suddenly like the government is watching you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good to like kind of balance that out and like grow at like a manageable pace. But I mean, I feel like by the end of like the fall, you guys are at a point where it's like, all right, you got to be legitimate. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's what we're working on now. Like yeah. we just hired our first lawyer to like help us actually. Mm. Nice. And uh, wow. he's going to like help us over the next like nine the months. The tiny lawyer. <laughs> the lawyer in the cupboard. Yeah. And we feel, we feel so much more legit now. Like we have yeah. a lawyer. Yeah. Um, not that they're, they're going to solve all our problems right away, mm-hmm. but like, um, they're, yeah. One, one step at a time, like we'll eventually get to the point where we can, we don't have to, we don't have to hide as much. <laughs> we still, <laughs> uh, i mean we still you know we don't we, it's not like we're hiding totally right now and like things, yeah there, there are things that we're doing that are legitimate but um you want to make sure everything's accounted for and all your yeah it's all airtight yeah so that we don't according by law yeah so i don't want to risk getting raided or getting fined yeah totally so yeah so I guess I kind of <laughs> asked this earlier i'm still curious what's your guys like working dynamic like what roles do you fill in the tiny cupboard team because like i feel like when like people see you they go oh they probably just agree on all of it and just (laughs) are on the same page because you guys i mean have created this crazy thing together and you seem to work and we had i don't think i've ever watched you yell at each other on the rooftop so i i don't know but like what what kind of roles do you each fulfill in the um well definitely like there's some obvious things like amy's more i'm like the design branding (laughs) <laughs> merch merch <laughs> yeah i mean website Amy's the whole aesthetic of everything yeah. like i think that if i do this by myself um well it wouldn't really work well 
it, it, I just wouldn't have the capacity to do it. But like, if I try to do everything by myself, um, it would just be, it would look more like, <laughs> I don't, I, I want to use the right word here. It, it would look kind of uh scrap. It would look too scrappy. Yeah. Like, One of our, our mics that we would do pre Corona, we call it squatters mic. And the, the aesthetic was everything is cardboard and crayon. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the yeah, sign, yeah. the that's, sign up. Like that's kind of like what mine would look like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think that I'm good at just volume and like just doing things, doing a lot of things, and doing like this like quantity and volume, and like that translates to marketing really, um, and uh, like advertising and like getting the word out, um, and like doing as many shows as possible. Yeah, I think that's me. But uh, Amy is like quality control and design mm. and aesthetic, mm-hmm. so making sure that the shows that that we choose are actually good mm-hmm. um, making sure that like everything is on brand making sure that the design is all really good mm-hmm. yeah um, sorry and, my uh, cat's eating food oh, he's oh, not it's supposed okay. to oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there see he's running back in here because he oh. knows he's not supposed to do that <gasps> yeah that, no that's great I think it, it's good to identify the mm-hmm. strengths in like two person teams like for like Lee and I, like we do the mic well. Mm-hmm. Like in, in like that dynamic is she handles the sign up. Everyone goes to her. She processes the list, sends out the email. And then I do all the physical labor of shoveling, buying the beer, <laughs> and hosting yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I'll oh. do that. I do that too. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's nice though. I mean, like I, sh- I spent two hours shoveling like last week mm-hmm. and it was like 17 inches of snow in the yard. I like shoveled like all of it to like a walkable level. And I was like, that was nice. I had like some exercise. So you got some, it's a, some accomplishment. Exactly. <laughs> That's cool, though. I mean, I think, yeah, like I said it before, you guys like put together some great. Everyone loves it. And like, it's, it's like now it's going to be like, okay, what is like comedy in New York? It's like, okay, well, now it's going to be the tiny cupboard is like one of the places, especially during the summer, like mm-hmm. yeah. as like a catch all hangout for people. Like, yeah, it's, sure. It's yeah. great. Sure, sure. So. Thank you. Yeah. yeah and and I, you. it's cool that we're in that position. And I think for us, it's just mm-hmm. about we're going to continue to grow as much as we can and, yeah. um, and continue to add things and experiment because that's, that's just what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're looking forward to being like we're gl- glad to be if we can be any part of the New York comedy scene, like any lasting part of it, then we feel like we've succeeded. Mm-hmm. I, I think you've already pulled that off in, <laughs> in capacity because I don't think I don't think I mean, all of the clubs were shut down like entirely this year except for like they did like some of them did some park shows here and there you know sure, but yeah. like yeah. you guys kind of took the lead in like the place where professional comedians are performing so. <laughs> and and unprofessional and dog shit open micers yeah. like myself and so I, and i feel like i hope that we've only scratched the surface because there's a, still a ton of people that don't know who we are yeah um or like don't yet respect us or just like see us as like I don't know. Either they don't know who we are, or that they don't they won't go this far into Bushwick, or like. Okay, the, the people who are like, I won't go that far into Bushwick. It's like, have you never ridden the fucking train? It doesn't <laughs> know, take right? that long. It's on the A line. Like it's so quick. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. I, coming here, I, like every now and then, I'll see some online. Like, ooh, who would ever go to Brooklyn? I'm like, why the fuck would you stay in Manhattan? Like, there's so yeah. much out here. Like, yeah, seriously. Also, like that's such a obnoxious thing like because I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say that about manhattan like no. you're not the center of the, you're not the I center know. of the world 
No. Yeah. Um, it's just you guys don't have yards there. So yeah. Like, <laughs> less rooftop access. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This is great. Yeah, this is yeah. a lot of fun. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thank you, Max. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, uh, where can everyone follow you guys? I mean, it should be pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's nothing interesting going on our personal accounts, except that we do have side projects going on, but I think just follow us at the tiny cupboard. Tiny Cupboard on Instagram. Yep. There's a tinycupboard.com website. It's the yep. tinycupboard.com. The yeah, tiny yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you can sign up for our mailing list there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Sign up for the mailing list. If you are in New York City or visiting New York City in the coming coming year, check it out. I mean, I like I know like I had friends who like were gonna come to visit during the summer and I was like I actually had my cousin visit and I brought him to the tiny cupboard. I was like, hmm. yeah, I'm you, he like got off the, he drove into the city, took the train. I was like, I'll meet you at this comedy venue. And it was the tiny cupboard. And <laughs> he was like, that was so cool. Like, yeah, I feel like it's cause it's like a, it's such a New York thing to do. It's not like yeah. you're not going to a regular comedy club. Yeah. You're going to a freaking rooftop with a train behind you. Yeah. And, and you know, that's New York City. It's like the underground exactly. cool shit. Yeah. It's real people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a pay to be there experience. I mean, yeah. some of the shows. But you, you pay $7 most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you're in New York City, ch- check it out. Follow Tiny Cover. They got all sorts of great stuff. They're they're doing all sorts of weird projects, but it's fun. So, <laughs> And thank you guys again for coming on. Thanks. That was yeah, great. Thank you. All right. All right. That's it for this, this week's episode, Quitters. Hope you enjoyed it. I will talk to you again next week for more Don't Quit Your Day Job action. Bye.